Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sport card collector and investor, and professional wrestling fan. I am juiced right now. Fired up, not going to lie. I had a really, really tough time sleeping last night. I'm talking tossing, turning, up every hour, getting out of bed, walking around, and then finally it reached a point, it was like 4.40 a.m. I just said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm going to put on my running gear and I'm just going to get a good run in, have some extra time on my hands. Think about this show and think about this recording. But most importantly, yes, most importantly, I am going to get fired up and ready for my Indianapolis Colts to be back and playing in the playoffs. I got to tell you, I thought long and hard about When I should record this episode, knowing that the Colts were going to be playing in the playoffs today, and I debated, I said, you know what, maybe I record after, Um, but then I tossed and turned and said, well, I'll be in a shitty mood if they lose, and that won't make for good content, Um, but uh, but I'll be real, like I'll show my true emotions, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to stick to the same format. Um, So if you're listening to this right now, I'm recording this the morning of the Colts and Bills game. My expectations, honestly, it's, it's a, it's a uh, really good spot to be in as a fan, I think. I will say last week, having to rely on other teams to get in was stressful. And ironically, the Buffalo Bills were the team that won and helped us out. Um, I will say I did donate $17 after the Bills won in uh, Josh Allen's number to uh, the the hospital that is part of his foundation in Buffalo. And I did see a bunch of Colts fans do that too. Um, I saw an article, I think $1.5 million got donated to this hot children's hospital by Colts fans, which is so awesome and cool. And I didn't even know there was really um, a, a organized movement around it. I just saw the Bills fans do it for Andy Dalton's when he got into the playoffs. And I thought it was a cool idea. So I just replicated it. But anyhow, we're here. The football playoffs are back. This is my favorite time of the year. It is an honor to be a fan of a team that is in the playoffs. I do not take it for granted. Um, It is incredible just as I think about this game, win, lose, or draw. Like, this is a team I'll be always remember. This has been a shitty year, and they've provided me so much joy over this year. And I'm just proud to be a Colts fan as I record this. Um, They have, you know, August 2019, franchise quarterback retiring out of nowhere. And here we are a year and a half later, and my squad is back in the playoffs. I'm proud to be a Colts fan. People call Jim Irsay crazy. However, he loves the Colts and is passionate about it and hates losing and surrounds himself with the likes of, I think, the greatest GM currently in the NFL, um, Chris Ballard, a hell of a coach, Frank Reich, um, and just, you know, what the Colts did just in the draft weekend 
um, this year, adding pieces that are going to be pieces for a long time. DeForest Buckner, all pro, trade for a first-round pick. Jonathan Taylor, I mean, third in rushing this year. The young bull, love that kid. Michael Pittman, who's just continued to show flashes. Julian Blackman, if you don't know his name already, you're going to know his name. One of the best young safeties in the NFL. This is just a really fun team. And I know Buffalo is a hell of a team. Again, no expectations. It's a lot better position to be in as a fan this week as the underdog than it was last week being stressed out. Um, So I just wanted to lead with that. I'm fired up. I love sports. I love my teams. This is the ultimate for me. And I'm just, I couldn't be any more excited. So for you, if your squad or your players that you enjoy um, watching are playing this weekend, good luck. Let's strap in. It's going to be fun. Um, The playoffs go by quick. Stuff happens that shouldn't happen. It it makes for exciting uh, weekend of football. And I love the format here of, you know, the the one o'clock, the four, and the the eight, I think, or whatever it is. But just having those three games, Saturday, Sunday, I mean, there's so much action and just the NBA's popping off. The Colts or the, excuse me, the Pacers play the Suns tonight and just the NBA's been wild. Last night, I stayed up way too, way past my bedtime and I just led with I didn't sleep. So I'm, I'm running, I'm, I'm going to be running on fumes this evening, but that's why I got the coffee pumping through my veins right now. But I stayed up and I couldn't stop watching Steph Curry um, just show out and show why he's one of the best players in the league, one of the greatest players of all time. And I think it's safe to say that he is one of the greatest players of all time. Um, But just willing his team back to winning after being buried against a title contender, the Clippers. I mean, that Warriors team has so many holes, but with with Steph Curry, there's always a chance. So more on Steph Curry later. Um, got to shout out my my guy Terry McLaurin, who's also in the playoffs this weekend. Um, second year team captain for the Washington football team, one of the best young receivers in the league. The Indy Star wrote an article about him um, and his story and just his purpose and connections he's made and how he gives back to the community and special relationships he's made. And um, I'll try to put that article in the show notes, but this is just a guy that is so easy to cheer for and a guy that I'm so happy that I PC um, just, I'm, 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 I'm a, a, a fan. I'm a fan, not just because he, you know, is from the area and went to the high school I am, but just, he's a leader and it's so easy to be a fan of someone like that. I think like just resetting and recharging in the hobby right now, January is a good time to do that. Like it is a good time if you're trying to like think about what you should or shouldn't be doing. Just just like take a deep breath. A lot's going on right now. I've been just in this crazy space with my life and um, all that's going on in the world and then changing jobs and then sports cards that I've just tried to take a step back. And at the end of the day, focus on like, this is a hobby. This is supposed to make me happy. How can I make myself happy in the hobby? What moves can I make? What can I do? What can I start? Um, What can I stop? What can I continue back to last week? What are those things that I can be doing um, to keep me excited to 
keep delivering content, to keep being in the game, to keep making it happen every week, engaging with all of you. So I think that's important for everyone, just making sure that you're resetting, recharging, and refocusing. Um, I started this new job this past week, and it was awesome. I'm back in the space that I was meant to be in. It's amazing. I love the industry. I love what we're building. We're serving a huge problem with content on the B2B marketer side. Um, I'm getting to do this, but to the B2B marketing space. And it's fucking awesome. Like I, I, I'm, I'm really, really excited and, and just thrilled about what I'm doing professionally. And I, was, I always try to think like, since like I sit in this unique position where I deliver content and also do this professionally for a living, like what things can I take from like that experience of being in a startup, starting a new job and like share with all of you and like, the one thing that stuck out to me as I was just wrapping up the week was thinking about just at work, like our audience that we're, we're trying, to, um, trying to reach out to and try to build awareness and try to get their attention and, 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 and provide value. And as we've been thinking about it as a company, like, you know, content marketers, like there are content marketers everywhere. There's, they're in several different companies in B2B, but like, how can we really focus in on the right types of content marketers that are going to be engaged with what we're doing that have the problem that we're, we're, we're building a solution for and really learn and provide value to them. And so like, as I'm thinking about that for work professionally, I think about the sports card market and I think about all of us and the brands we're building and the pages we have and the content we create and there's just everyone's always so and this is fine this is human nature and it is it is just part of how we are all wired so if you think if you're thinking like this like i'm not saying you're wrong like I'll, everyone thinks like this i'm just trying to get everyone to think a little bit differently but everyone is so focused on the number like let me do this so i can get more influence so i can get more people following me so i can have this bigger platform and do all these things. And it's like, how do I get more subscribers? How do I get more followers? And I'm not lying and sitting behind here that I don't want more of them. I'm, I'm not like, I'm not like the bigger platform you, you build, the more opportunities that kind of present itself. Um, but I think like you've got to come from a place of abundance when you're doing that. You got to be patient and you got to always be focusing in on what can you do to deliver to the market to provide value and to continue to build that organic growth and traffic? And again, like it, this does not happen overnight. It happens with consistency. But what my message to all of you is, is be focused in on not the number and the amount and the volume, but be focused in on the right types. If you focus in on the right types and the people that care about what you're saying or what you're, what you're putting out there, you will get engagement. Engagement matters way more than the number of anything. I would much rather have a smaller audience of people that sit and, and comment and direct message me and engage in a conversation with me on a regular basis than going and having a page of you know 50,000 people who don't give a shit about what I'm saying that um, just somehow fell into my page or this and that. Like that's, that's real. Um, and I just think that we all, as whether it's, you know, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, life, whatever, it's like, think about that. Think about coming from a place where you're focusing in on specific groups of people and you're thinking about it from a community perspective 
and you're looking to build engagement. I talk about this being the hobby content alternative. I am not trying to get everybody in the sports card market to listen to me and like me. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here for you. I'm here for a very specific type of collector, investor, person in the industry. And you all know uh, who you are by now. And you know that if we were hanging out, we'd probably get along and have a good conversation. The people I'm bringing on to the damn podcast are people that um, are in the same position as me and we're chatting about it. So that's just something I wanted to leave, leave you with. Um, and something that I think you all should be thinking about. I will, I got to say, and it's always a good episode of Stacking Slabs when I can plug these guys, but I got to shout out my mans, Peter Pacman, Slabby Social, and Rip Hamiltops for their new single that dropped more than gold. And why I'm just so fired up about this one is the old host of the Stacking Slabs podcast got a little mention in it, and that was awesome. So I'm going to play a, a little clip and a little clip where Pac mentions Brett. So here we go. You you are not a big dog. You are just a pup. Rep already drove me in, plus Slabby Bat and Cleanup. Shout out to Nine and Collective, Brett and Lefko. They was the first ones to have us guest on their show. Yeah, you see the prestige, but it's not you, Jackman. Off the beat. I love that. I love when artists take stuff that really happens and put it in their damn music. That I love that. Right there with uh, Lefko. That's amazing. So shout out to those guys. Always doing good things in the hobby. Appreciate the work they do. It is talk about talk about flexing into their superpower. Those guys are special and can't wait and see what is next. Let's kick this damn thing off by talking about legends. I think this is a topic that we're all interested in, and it's a topic that is always coming up in the hobby, and it's fun. It's like, what's defining a legend? What's a legend? Why do we want to collect legends? Like, why the, what's the importance? And again, like, what, what I'm telling you here on this show is like, I'm not trying to tell you to do things. I'm just sharing my damn perspective. That's what I've been doing this whole time on Stacking Slabs podcast. Um, but here, here, here's, a, here's some thoughts on legends that I put out there, and I love like I love sharing my reflections on this show. Well, I love sharing them and like looking at all the comments. And I literally like I'm super like tied up with work right now, but I'm always going to put reflections out there and I'm going to always try. It might be 24 hours later, but I'm gonna always try. If you if you comment on that and you've got something important to say, I'm going to try to respond back to you. That's what I'm going to try to do. And so I take these reflections and put them in this damn show to make to give an opportunity for me to talk about it more. Um, as a content marketer, this, this strategy of you know, posting these reflections make it easy for me when I get up here and I'm like, hey, let, what am I going to talk about this week? All right, legends. So I said, don't avoid a legends market if the rookie card is out of reach for you. The benefit of blue chip status is the myriad of entry points that, that can all sustain growth based on their collectability. Shiny and serial numbered is always a good place to start. All right, so I think the thing for me that is the most attractive about legends and thinking about legends and getting in the legends game is the fact that they are collectible and they're not commodities, okay? Now, collectability and having a market is important in terms of growth for the price of your sports cards. Things fizzle out, right? So Current stuff that's currently happening, like 
Colin Sexton, hell of a player. Like, God, he's a fun guy. Like, him and Darius Garland, it's fun for Cleveland fans, I'm sure. Um, they're a good squad. Their prices of their cards have gone up. DeMontis Sabonis, Pacer, price of his cards have gone up. Hell of a player. But, like, these guys, like, the things that these, these players have to do to continue the momentum and get their prices into a level and keep a keep performing at such a high and unique level that they begin to build fan bases and markets. It's hard to do. It takes a ton of time. And I just think that's something that we should all be thinking about as we're buying sports cards and spending a lot of money on sports cards. A lot of the legwork in the guessing game on the Legends market is done for you. If you're putting your chips in the Legends, the odds of that that money, the cards going down and you losing out on them, if you're doing it the right way, is very, very low. It's very, very low. And so I think, for me, it's a safety net. It's a way to mitigate risk. I'm not suggesting don't buy current active players. I do it. It's fun. It's part of like buying guys and watching them play and taking chances. That's fun. But I would suggest like there's so much opportunity with dipping your toe in legends. And it doesn't, like I mentioned, it doesn't need to be the rookie cards. And this has been really inspired by a couple different things for me. I think one of those things, and I've talked about this a lot, um, has been just studying and watching the conversations on Instagram lives, posts, YouTube, not so much YouTube. I try to stay out of YouTube a, a lot. Not there's, you know, you know, the people I like on YouTube, but you, there's, there's so much garbage on YouTube. It's, it's embarrassing. But basically, I think that you, you, you study LeBron collectors and you learn so much and you learn that sets that matter, parallels that matter. And you start thinking about these conversations and you start looking at these cards and the trends that are happening. And you think, well, this other player out here is a legend or a, an emerging legend. Like, can I expect their cards to not necessarily reach the same prices as LeBron's, but have some of the same trends? This gasoline on the fucking fire when I started following DeCaptain37. Kevin um, is in my Peyton Manning group. I've had him on the show. I've had him on Coffin Cards. Um, but just, you know, he's a Peyton collector. He's a Brady collector. He collects Mahomes. Legends. And you could put Mahomes in that young legends category. I mean, if he's barring a catastrophic injury, like he's going to be there. He's already got the market. But, you know, Kevin is very focused on um, looking at the cards that matter that are shiny refractor parallels of these players, irregardless of the year that these players played. And it doesn't matter because they're legends. So I think like that to me, I, I look at someone who has just tremendous operating um, experience and I mean, is an, is an inspiration to me as I'm going out and collecting and I listen to a bunch of LeBron collectors, Josh from Cardboard Chronicles being one of them. And I just study and follow what these people are doing. And it's not following me going out and buying the same cards as them. It's me trying to understand what they're doing and seeing how I can apply their strategies to my program. I think it's undeniable if you are a card ladder user and you go and you look at the hobby headlines every day, you're seeing MJ, you're seeing Kobe, you're seeing LeBron, 
every damn day with record highs. Brady's in there. You're seeing some Gretzky hockey stuff. The question I ask everyone is, who else is there? Who else is there? Who are, who are guys that inspire you who, you know, five to 10 years from now um, could be on the card ladder hobby headlines regularly because they're highly collectible. Um, so that's the type of mentality that I think we should all be taking. I'm doing this with Peyton Manning. I've been talking about it. Peyton Manning is my favorite athlete of all time. I've got some awesome Peyton Manning rookies. I got his Bowman uh, PSA 9 rookie refractor. I've got um, just loads of, I've got his Bowman card. I've got um, undergrads, uh, refractor. Just I've got tons of rookie cards, but I'm not solely focused on his rookie cards. One, they're more expensive than everything else. But two, there's so many opportunities for cards to grow outside of those rookie cards. Um, we're talking refractors in, in finest. We're talking refractors in chrome, you know, you know, going back and looking at exquisite, um, SP, like these are all things that you all should be thinking about and thinking about the players that are legends and you can spend some time with to mitigate risk, have some fun in the hobby. I talked, I started this damn show off by saying recharge, reset. And I've been just like, I've been watching so much NBA, like more than ever. And it's awesome. And I've been thinking about like, I've been very patient in trying to think and decide. Right now with NBA, you're watching, I'm watching so much. And a lot of my focus has just been on the prospecting side. So I, I've just tried to think in, about where are there other opportunities. And the way, as my thought process went, I was thinking about this, all roads to me led back to Steph Curry. And all roads led to Steph Curry because one, and this is the first and the most important thing with a bullet, I am a fan of Steph Curry. He amazes me. He amazes me. Every time I watch him play, I'm sitting here recording this after him willing his team that is down and hurt right now, just an absurd comeback on a title contending team. It was just completely ridiculous. And I said to myself, man, I'm so glad, like after watching something like that, that I'm, I'm involved in the Steph Curry market. Steph Curry is a player that is, if I'm, if I'm have a product in the industry and I'm looking for a spokesman, he's probably the first guy I'm calling. His likability is way up. He's got championships. He's the best shooter of all time. So for me, that means I'm not going out there and I'm not going and just going buying his, you know, refractor rookies. Like, that's expensive. Maybe I can get there someday. But what can I be doing to get involved with Steph Curry and get stuff that I think is cool? So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm looking at and I'm buying. This is what I'm going to try to do, I think. This is indefinite. This is still fluid, but I'm going to be at minimum. I'm going to try to get serial number parallels of Steph Curry from 2012 and beyond of select and prism cards that are serial numbered and cards that I love. And I'm just going to see if I can do select and prism from 2012 to current day and just see what happens. It's a fun it, I get to attach myself with Steph Curry, who's a player I like. I he's a le, he is 
he you can say it or not but he's he is a legend he's a he's going he's going to be a legend or he is a legend i'm not sure how you you say that but like that to me is a good way for me not i'm not saying you i'm saying me to get involved with um a new market in a space that i love with a player that i really really enjoy watching um so I picked up some cards of Steph Curry that I will be sharing with you once those arrive, but I'm really excited. And that's just a new stream for me. Two different games, collecting parallels of legends and collecting base cards. It's two different games. You gotta have patience and you gotta know that last night, like if Steph Curry comes back and wills his way to win, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, like his rookie card might go up a little bit, but these other cards might not. So there's lagging too. So there's opportunities there. So it's just something that I think is important to share. And it's some, and a topic that um, just, I want people to think about. I also want uh, people to start thinking about just like the investor perspective and an investor perspective. Cause I think this is important because everyone thinks about like investing. It seems like in, one way and it's a type of person in the community and they're new and all this other stuff. But I put out there, we all want to tell our buds about the multipliers we hit on our sports card investments. Sometimes breaking even or taking short-term L's are the best stories to tell. Never forget that every time you sell and reinvest, there's an opportunity for redemption. Take a sip of water here. And I think something that inspired me is my man, Manny. Mando, underscore cards of Cascadia, really good dude that I enjoy having conversations with on Instagram. He put a video out there talking about the different seasons he has and how he looks at sports cards and what he's doing in seasons. And I think that is a really, and it's not, that's just, it's good mentality to have. And I had a season when I first joined the hobby and then I had another one and now I'm in another one. So it's it's thinking about the current season season that you're in, and if you make a decision in one season and you sell a card that you bought in that season that you don't want anymore, and you're not making the money you thought you were going to be, or maybe taking a short, an L, don't lose sleep over it because it's a fluid situation. Reinvest that money into a card that you do believe in that you do think will multiply. Interests change. Like there's so much. There's so much that happens, like stuff moves so quickly. And I think it's like, don't be stagnant or be stuck waiting. Like you don't want to be stuck waiting, holding a bunch of cards of a player that you don't care about. I just got rid of 19 slabbed Marquise Browns in a eBay lot. Did I get what I thought I was going to get for those cards? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. When I set out and bet the, Bought those cards raw, got them slabbed, paid for the grading. I thought, like, you know, I was going to, I thought the football was going to end up, skill positions was going to look more like the NBA. I was wrong. But what did I do? I cut my losses because I don't care. I, I think he's a fun player, but I don't want to collect Marquise Brown. So I sold the lot. And what did I do? I took the money from the lot and invested it into Steph Curry cards because I like Steph Curry. I think he's a legend. I, the other thing is, is like, I, I try not to get, caught up in with the prices of these cards like comps yeah like being aware is important but the the, the activity on 
the cards I'm collecting, I'm not collecting base cards. I'm collecting parallels. So there's a difference there. If it hasn't sold in 90 days, there's a difference there. And you just got to take that into account. Trust me, I am a lot happier for that. Again, just something to think about. On the content side, I want to shout out my man, Adam Lefko. You all know him, Adam Lefko, at Lefko Cards. I want to shout him out because I've just been, I've, I've enjoyed communicating with him since he's gotten back into cards. His passion is undeniable. Um, but I want to, his content too, just what he does professionally is top notch. I love listening to him interview players. I love listening to him on his show and talk about sports. He offers a unique take. He offers passion. And those are the things I think we should all be looking for when we're, when we're thinking about who are, what is the content we want to consume. Adam had one of my favorite Colts of all time on, Antoine Bethea, who is just, if you're from Indianapolis or a fan of the Colts, you love this guy. But man, that, he just announced his retirement after a hell of a long career and did it on his own terms. And Adam had him on his show to talk with him. And it was me, for me as a fan and a Colts fan, it was fantastic. I wore a Bethea jersey. I bought one his rookie year, midseason, because of his intelligence on the field. Six-round pick from Howard. What a steal by Bill Pullian. But And then I wore that jersey every day he was a Colts, Colts player when, uh, when he played in, in the stadiums when I went. So just got nothing but love for him. I want to shout out Max at Putnam Cards again. Basketball Card Therapy is a Stacking Slabs approved podcast that you should all go listen to. He had SoCal Sports Card 10 on this week, and the conversation about basketball cards was next level. It was a, it's not what you hear on other content streams. It was just a great conversation about how to think about buying sports cards. Um, Specifically, there was a thread about Steph Curry. There was a thread about buying new guys as opposed to investing in older and proven guys, just a really good, unique conversation. And Max just has a great passion for basketball cards. And I think anyone who has a great passion for cards or whatever they do, and they have a platform, usually it makes for great content. So I just want to let you all know, I am a listener. I am a fan of the Basketball Card Therapy Podcast. Max is doing a hell of a job. Go hit follow on Putnam Cards. Go hit subscribe on Basketball Card Therapy. That is a podcast. If you're listening to this one, you should listen to. It's really good. Basketball Card Fanatic drops the next mag as I'm recording this. I'm waiting for it to arrive in my inbox. We'll see if it if it is yet. Um, let's see here. Man, I get so many. I need to turn off eBay notifications in my mail. That's for certain. Um, doesn't look like it's arrived, but that is. Oh, yeah, it does. It just hit my inbox at 946. So I've got issue five here. I am, this is in real time. I am pulling it up and I just want to see the front here. Let's see. I'm going to read the front because I'm going to read this uh, tonight. Um, hopefully after the Colts and Pacers win, cross my fingers. We got Grant Hill on the front. Uh-oh, looks like we got essential credentials. Um, something going on here. I, I'm excited. Shout out Black Griffin cards too, man. These things look fantastic. But go check out Basketball Card Fanatic. You know I'm a fan. I think it is a... Um, just a great magazine for basketball card collectors and beyond. I want to thank Darren Midlife Crisis Cards. I put a video up of just uh, you know a care package he sent, and go check out Midlife Crisis Cards. 
It was awesome. He sent me Peyton card. He sent me some WWE cards with a nice note. Darren's a, a great guy in the hobby. Um, just in so thoughtful and a good way for me to start the new year. I've got David Peck, who if anyone knows that name, knows that he is probably one of the top, if not the top. We'll, we'll decide that um, on the, during the conversation. Wrestling, vintage wrestling card collectors going right now. It's, his collection is insane. You can find him on Twitter um, at dpeck100. I believe it is. And then his uh, Instagram handle is, let me make sure I get this correct. I'm on eBay right now as I'm searching this. Uh, sometimes I just get so mixed up. I'm like, what am I, what am I on right now? Um, it's 1982 Wrestling All-Stars, which is the name of the most iconic vintage set. Um, but we're going to talk about wrestling cards. Been waiting for this conversation. That's the hobby hustle this week. Talk about opportunities. Talk about what he's doing. I have my biggest order at PSA. I don't know. I'll probably get it this time next year. Who knows? Um, uh, vintage wrestling cards. But I just see tremendous opportunity there. I'm excited to talk with David about it. Wednesday night wrestling this week. All I have to say is yowie wowie. Holy shit. AEW Dynamite was outrageous. Just the, the Ray Phoenix and Kenny Omega main event, one of the best matches AEW has put on since the promotion started, full stop. Good Brothers showing up, Young Bucks showing up, little Bullet Club reunion. It just That's just, every wrestling fan was, was tickled by that. NXT, New Year's Evil was incredible too. Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly delivered once again. If you're not into wrestling or you're interested in wrestling, my, my recommendation would you, to you would be not saying Monday nights or Friday nights are bad. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that go, start with Wednesday nights because that's where the magic is happening right now. What I can also say is I am I'm, I'm late. I've been busy. I watched last night night one of New Japan Wrestle Kingdom in Will Ospreay versus Kid, uh Kazushika Okada, holy cow, <laughs> holy cow, I'm fired up, I got a little time this morning after I record this, I'm going to pull it on night two, but NJPW is near and dear to my heart. All right, let's get to some mailbag here, CD cards, everyone talks about low pop, what determines low pop of a card, player, year, set, other, I think it's a great question, I think this is a good question just for anyone who's seen low pop and wants to know. So low population, when people are saying that, people are referring to the population that they have and the amount of cards listed on uh, reports for grading. So PSA has a pop report. BGS has a pop report. I don't know if SGC does. I don't, I don't fucks with that, as they would say. But pe- so, so when people are um, grading, right, uh, there's a number of people that grade these cards and they're, there's a, they're in tens, nines, eights, and it goes down the list. So for me, where I like to look and where I think there's opportunity back to what I was talking about before with Legends is like buying a, a card of a Legend that is in a set and has attributes. So let's just say like a, a Peyton Manning tw- 2004 Topps Chrome Refractor PSA 10. This is just completely off the dome here. 
But let's just say like that card looks awesome, is shiny and part of a good set and is PSA 10's population four. And you look at the card and it's being sold for, this is complete hypothetical. This card's being sold for like 300 bucks. If I saw that, I'd be like, okay, there's an opportunity there. Because if that card's raw right now, chances are it's not going to hit at 10 after all of those years being alive and going through all the hands of all the collectors. So that's a nugget and something that I look at and like to think about is what cards of legends can I get in a low population that I think will trend up over time? You look at base cards and you look at the Zions and everything. Everyone's grading those. The population's going up and it makes them riskier buys because if the player gets hurt or anything happens and they've got 15,000 of these cards in PSA 10, chances of that card bottoming out go up. Good question. Drake's PC, my man, got a question every week. I love it. Better to buy a mid-end rookie or a numbered or short print of a non-rookie of guys like LeBron Mahomes. Again, like we got a theme here, everybody. I would, and this is personal, right? Everyone's got their opinion. I'd rather have a, I'd much rather have a, again, hypothetical. I'd much rather have a, let's say, field level 2019 select Mahomes parallel than I would you know, any hot rookie fill in the, the blank, right? You, you, you could probably throw, for me, my personal taste, I'd rather have that, the Mahomes, than I would like a Ja Morant-based prism. Full stop. Um, again, I'm a scarce collector. I like the scarcity of, and I like players who have markets that are proven. Not saying Ja Morant doesn't have a market that's proven, but everyone has that card. That's not cool to me. That's not cool to me. Like, talk to a bunch of people that go to shows and everyone says everyone's just selling the same stuff. I like personally, I like the uniqueness of stuff in the year. Obviously rookies are preferred, but the year matters much less to me. The Boulevard of Cards. Ooh, we got a we got an Antoine Bethea question. With the recent Bethea retirement, is he your favorite cold safety or is Bob Sanders? Man, this is like splitting hairs. Ah, man, how do I answer this question? Well, I can tell you this. So Bob Sanders and him coming back our Super Bowl year, when he did in the playoffs, we were, if you go back and look at that season, the game that stands out is the game where MJD and Fred Taylor just completely roasted us in Jacksonville, ran all over us. Our defense looked so vulnerable and brutal. And we did not look like a Super Bowl contender. Then playoff start, we've got Kansas City at home. Bob returns from injury and is just an absolute man beast, destroying Larry Johnson, who was the league leading rusher, all over the field, making plays. And I, I'm, I sit and in my office, I've got a Bob Sanders framed picture of him kissing the Super Bowl trophy signed by Bob Sanders, which I will post on my stories for you all to see. But he, he, we don't win that Super Bowl without Bob Sanders. I would say consistency, duration, Tuan, incredible career, incredible career for the Colts. I can't answer this question. I can't. It's like asking me, who do I like more, Reggie or Marvin? Like, I love them both, man. I'm sorry. I, I just, they're, they're, I just can't do it. I will say I love them both for many different reasons. 
but I appreciate the question because you let me relive that moment here as I'm talking with all of you. All right, let's close it out here. Let's get to the end. Hopefully you're all enjoying this one. Let's talk about buying raw real quick. The days of buying raw for, for, from an unknown seller on a major platform and expecting a 10 are coming to an end. Does it still happen? Sure. Is it a gamble? Yes. Build relationships, buy from people you know. Don't be all in on what everyone else is doing. When I talked with my man Greg from Pack Profits and he said, like, I do this very little and explain why, it resonated with me. And I think that's really good. And my own personal perspective is, is like when I sent my first PSA cards out, I, I, my gym rate was high and I was thinking about it. It was high and because a lot of the cards that I sent were from my own personal rips. And so I just think it's more, yes, I, I bought singles that, I bought expensive singles. I bought, I've got the Seiku Galactic out there. I've got Manning uh, refractors out there right now. But I just think it, it takes, if you're going to spend a lot of money on singles, you just got to make sure and you got to be in a good communication stream with the seller. I would be less inclined to be buying base singles that everyone else is buying. And if it's a base, a commodity, that you're trying to make money off of, someone else is trying to make money off of it too. And if it's if you if you click down in their profile and they're selling all other slabs and they've got these raw cards and you, you want to get it graded, just be cautious. I think like everyone's grading. Everyone's trying to take advantage of this. So that's just something that, you know, I think we should all be thinking about. And I think, you know, a b- bunch of people on my feed had really good takes on this and some people still do it and have success. No doubt, like you can still do it, but it takes time and energy. So it's just all about where you want to focus your energy and how you want to operate. But just for me, it's a caution. All right, let's close out here. If you're feeling stagnant, jump into a new sport or player. Make sure you give a shit about it. This means being able to sit and watch these players do their thing. Passion prevails over short-term money grabs. Get some new cards, cheer, and enjoy the scape. All right. So when I went 0 for 10 on Peyton Manning PWCC auctions, that inspired me. That inspired me. I was feeling stagnant. And that inspired me to start thinking about basketball. And that inspired me to be thinking about who. And that inspired me to think about who do I like watching. And that inspired me to dig in and start looking at Steph Curry's cards. And God, last night when I watched Curry come back and knowing that I had his cards and was collecting his cards, like that is fun. That's the peak. That's peak hobby operating for me. I think it is so important that we get to associate sports and watching them with the cards that we love. Like there's something about that connection that is unique and special. And I don't understand people who can't wa- or don't watch the sports or don't spend time. And, and if you're not doing that, you're obviously just doing it to try to make some money. And, and, you know, you can say, Oh, I'm involved. And I, you know, I, 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 I read the stat line and this and that. Yeah. You, maybe on the surface level, but if you really want to go in deep and I know I'm not suggesting you can watch every game, but more importantly, it's, you got to be a fan, be a fanatic, get involved. That will help your operating and allow you to explore new avenues and make good decisions. It is really important right now that we get we we recharge, we stay focused. Most importantly, there's a lot of lot of stuff going on right now and a lot of distractions. And my just feedback to everyone would just be like, 
let's treat treat people well. Let's have conversations and look out for each other. Like the more we do that in this hobby and outside of the hobby, the better off we'll be. I really appreciate you taking some time and listening to Stacking Slabs. Hit that damn subscribe button. Tell a damn friend who's getting into the hobby this year. I know you got friends that are jumping back in. Tell them about this show. I do appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. And you know, I'll see you on the Hobby Hustle.